It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jellignite. A Jellignite called C4. May I see that? That's a uh, very powerful explosive, Lieutenant. We, uh, we don't use it here. But that's the point, Colonel. You see, you don't use it here. Somebody had to alter the shell. You understand? That with that much noise and that kind of force, then somebody took the powder out of the blank charge, that uh, sodium. Nitrate. Sodium nitrate. Yes, sir, they had to take that out and put this other stuff in. That's not an accident, Colonel. Now we're talking about murder, pure and simple. You really think so? I'm certain of it, Colonel. Then it's a very serious business. If such a thing were proven, it would be a black mark on the history of this academy. You better get this investigation moving along. Clear it up, ma'am. It's easy to say, it's hard to do. You see, the problem is, Colonel, I don't have any leads. I got that boy Springer, and I do intend to go back to him. I want to check his file. However, you do know how I feel about it. I'll talk to Miss Brady and make sure that all files are uh, made available to you. As you see, it's a busy day. Uh, anything else I can do for you? I'd love a fresh pair of socks. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, this is Lucy Arnaz. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with our guest Peter Burke. Peter Burke, longtime Hollywood publicist. Peter is also the co-author, along with his late father, Howard Burke, of Time Lock. Time Lock, a new sci-fi action novel about an innocent man who not only is falsely accused of murder, but finds himself processed through a highly controversial new genetic acceleration prison program that instantly ages inmates for the number of years of their sentence. Time Lock, available through IE Snaps, an imprint of Ingram 
Elliott that publishes short novels that are ideally suited for quick reading and possible development for film and television. And as Peter mentioned earlier, while Time Lock has elements of sci-fi, it does not have a lot of technical or futuristic jargon, so it's easy to read a real page-turning thriller in every sense of the word. Time Lock, available Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or IngramElliott.com forward slash TimeLock. Peter's dad, by the way, Howard Burke, wrote for some of the top network television shows of the 70s and 80s, including By Dawn's Early Light, the episode of the original Columbo, for which Patrick McGowan won the first of his two Emmy Awards, and The Conspirators, the final episode of the original Columbo, featuring Clive Revel. Peter Burke coincidentally handled publicity for the revival of Columbo that aired on ABC in the late 80s and throughout the 90s. Both he and his dad were very good friends with Peter Falk for many, many years. Time Lock available ingramelliot.com forward slash time lock. Which is harder for you to write? dialogue or action sequences, and which was harder for your dad? Well, he really uh, excelled at, at all of it. Uh, I think dialogue was a particular forte of his because you know many of the things he wrote were very dialogue-centric. You know, Columbo, for example, had, as you know, minimal action, per se. I mean, there were no chases or car chases or gunfire or anything like that. And Mission Impossible had action, but it was some talking, though, also. So I think he particularly excelled at that. Uh, I, as for what what I bring to it, I don't know. I, again, I think I have a certain, you know, hopefully humorous side that that I try to put in the characterizations, and and that comes out in the dialogue as well. So I would say we we were both dialogue heavy and. It's hard to come up with action that you haven't seen or read a thousand times before, but if you can put a, a voice to it and have a character who you obviously really care about what's happening to them, then then obviously, obviously that makes it uh, far more compelling, and that's what we tried to do. We mentioned earlier that uh, Peter's dad wrote By Dawn's Early Light, one of the very best episodes of the original Columbo, and reportedly... One of Patrick McGowan's favorite roles for American television. Were you aware of that? Yeah, yeah. He was. He he really uh, was heavily involved in that episode. I I think he he put heart and soul into it, and as you said, he won an Emmy for it. And he he really relished the role. I think uh, obviously he and Peter Falk became very close during the shooting of that, and almost inseparable over the subsequent years. My dad wasn't on the set every day, but I, I know that uh, a very strong bond formed between McGowan and, and Peter Falk. Yeah, very much so. They went on to collaborate several more times on Columbo. This is, I don't know whether this is one of those urban legends or this is one of those cases where if you want to know the truth of the matter, you have to believe the writer. But McGowan claimed that he, you know, you, you mentioned he got, he got very involved in, in the show once, once he signed on. He claimed that he substantially rewrote the episode, uh, although if I remember correctly, that was easily disproved by the WGA and by Mark Dwitsiak in his book on Columbo. Yeah, no, I've heard that many times, and while I'm sure he had a hand in reworking some of the dialogue, as all actors do, or 
and Peter Falk did that a lot. I remember distinctly my dad saying, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> pretty much the, the exact same script. Uh, and, you know, it's not, uh, Columbo was hardly a, a show where you could improvise, uh, really, except for a, a, a line here or there. So I'm sure there's some truth to that he reworked some of it. I, I have no reason to think he lied, but but as the son of the, the, the credited, Duly credited writer, I know my dad always found that very questionable and not accurate at all. Well, as I say, I I, I do not intend to speak ill of Patrick McGowan because I'm a big fan of his, but yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things where I have learned that if you want the truth of the matter, talk to the writer. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, my dad was not a super sensitive. He, he was fine with collaborations. There were, you know, there were rewrites on this movie Target that he was very unhappy about. So I, he would certainly be outspoken if somebody, you know, took up something he wrote in the wrong, what he felt was the wrong direction. Or he would say, yeah, that, that is rewritten, but, but they did a great job. I'm fine with it. On Columbo, I don't remember him being anything but happy with the way it turned out, and he never once until all this came up later, you know, it suggested. And I saw the original script. I mean, it was in our house. I remember looking at it and saying, I, what, what, it's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, had McGowan actually rewritten a ton of it and it still turned out great, my dad would have said, hey, you know, good for him. Yeah. I, I welcome anything that makes this. He was, he was not a, you know, overly sensitive person in that way. He just wanted it to turn out as well as possible, whoever was involved. Peter Burke is the co-author, along with his late father, Howard Burke, of Time Lock, a new sci-fi action novel about an innocent man who not only is falsely arrested for murder, but finds himself processed through a highly controversial new genetic acceleration prison program that instantly ages inmates by the number of years of their sentence. Time lock available wherever books are sold through IE Snaps and imprint of Ingram Elliott. Time lock available bookstores everywhere. Also Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, IngramElliott.com forward slash time lock. Couple more questions if I can. You mentioned uh, your father was very comfortable with the collaboration process, which you have to be if you're going to work in network television and, and if you're going to work in network television and, and in film as long as he did. Um, we mentioned in our open, you were, you, Peter, you were the collaborator on a book with Dick Van Patten. How'd you come to work with Dick Van Patten? The book I worked on with him was a nonfiction book called Launching Your Child in Showbiz. And it was just a, you know, a, a how-to book. Uh, basically, so he was one of the few, as you know, former child actors who smoothly transitioned into adulthood. So we wanted to write a, a how-to book, like here, here's how to avoid the the pitfalls and not get taken in by the wrong people, or how to adjust to a career in show business and be prepared if if the roles dry up later. It was just a how to find an agent, that sort of thing. It was fun working with him, and the best outcome of you know the book didn't really go anywhere. But but 
I got an invite to play tennis <laughs> every weekend, and my dad too. And it was great because we would go every weekend to Dick's house, and he lived next door to his son Vincent, who was a professional tennis player, as, as I'm sure you know. But you know, every weekend it would be this who's who of of his celebrity friends. You know, you find yourself playing tennis with. Mel Brooks or whoever. It was a lot of fun. Two things working backwards. We can add Vince Van Patten to the list of former child actors who didn't get caught up in the troubles that pitfall a lot of child actors. And Vince went on, as you just said, Vince Vince played tennis professionally for many, many years before morphing back into film production. Um, when Vince visited our show a couple of years ago, Peter, he told me, he told he told me that his dad was a very he was a very competitive tennis player and a very competitive poker player, which is funny because his 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 on screen image was you know Dick Van Patten was just this affable nice guy, but but behind that affable image he played to win. Yeah, I know. Well, obviously poker is a big big thing in the whole family. You know, I think Vince is still hosting the the poker show mm-hmm. and. And I was, they were, yeah, I love poker, but they were way out of my, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, Dick, I, I found Dick to be very, he was competitive on the court, but we were all, he also just liked having fun. Yeah. Uh, what I remember most is he had a little clubhouse and he, and the, he had a, hooked up a radio system. So music was kind of blasting. He put on my like 40s music, which I really liked, but it was so dang loud. <laughs> so when we switched sides, I would sort of sneak into the clubhouse every 10, 15 minutes and gradually lower it. Mm-hmm. He never, uh, yeah, until because it was blasting. It was like trying to play tennis, you know, in, in, in the Carnegie Hall or something. It was crazy, but... But he was always pleasant. I saw him, you know, we all got you know, temperamental once in a while, like like everyone who plays you know, competitive tennis does. But it was fun. I well, miss him as well. And, and, and again, I, I bring it up because it, 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 it shows the human side of, yeah. of, of the people that people like me, we only know through their performances in film and television. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool to see that Dick Van Patten uh, he played to win, so. <laughs> no, I know that wasn't his his public image at all. We mentioned that uh, Time Lock is the first in a series of five sci-fi action novels. When do you think the second one will come out? Probably September of next year. I mean, it's written. All five are written pretty much, except for about another fifty pages on the last one. Uh, I think they're looking to spread them out every year. That would be great. They're all fairly short, meaning about 225 pages. You could read any of them on, on a long flight. So uh, I think that'll be the whole series. And each story is, is different. You know, the, the story that you've been talking about is in the first one is pretty much resolved at the end of the second one, and then it goes in different directions. But pretty much the same characters. And it's, it's just been a blast. Uh, working on it, and, and three of the sequels are also based on screenplays my dad and I wrote that weren't really meant as sequels, but they were similar enough that I was able to uh, adapt them and work them into this time lock 
Well, tell you what, when Time Lock 2 is released to the public, uh, let me know. We'll have you back on the program. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's so great to talk to you. In the meantime, Peter Burke is the co-author, along with his dad, the late Howard Burke, of Time Lock, first in a series of sci-fi action novels, which you can find in bookstores everywhere. Uh, You can also find it online, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, IngramElliot.com, or IngramElliot.com forward slash Time Lock. Peter, thanks again. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ed. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.